Industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Anyway, guys, that was kind of a bizarre uh, intro, but welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He's Zach Kelberman. Zach, we didn't even have a chance to shoot the breeze and chit-chat before you so unceremoniously were just dropped in front of a few thousand people. But how you doing, bro? I'm doing well, Chad. It's uh, Christmas Eve for us, one more day before the draft, and uh, all the rumors are flying right now. All the mock drafts we've graded on Twitter, we're ready to you know see it become reality, and I'm really, really pumped for an actual sporting event and a football event to take place. I'm really excited. Yep. A lot of questions coming in. Tomorrow's the draft, right? Yes, tomorrow is the draft. Yes, thank God. We're going we're gonna to be talking with you live while the draft is going on. It's going to be a gas. We're going to see if maybe we can even find a stream of the draft and maybe have that going in a, you know, one of the boxes like we did on the war room where we had the actual mock draft engine going. We'll see. We'll see what uh, I'll do some research, Zach, to see what we can get away with without YouTube hitting us with a strike or anything like that, because we want to keep the, the channel in good standing. But, yeah, dude, it's all of the speculation, all of the bold predictions, all of the, you know, rumor mill, everything, man, it all comes to a head tomorrow night. And I think we'll see, uh, for the most part, some of these rumors had had legs all along and some were smokescreens. I happen to think that, you know, the offensive tackle rumors are a smokescreen. I happen to think the Broncos will emerge with their number two wide receiver. I just don't know who and how they're going to get him, but I think we'll all be happy with tomorrow's result. Guys, we want to turn your attention. We see the Super Chat stacking up, and we want to welcome in everybody that has been hanging in the room. Buona Beast, Walter Drills, Peter, Stu, Levi. It's good to see each and every one of you, even if, of course, you weren't named there. Thanks for hanging with us and being a part of this stream tonight. We want to get to an interesting story that I'm pretty sure none of the podcasts this week have covered, and that is a rumor that came from Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated the mothership, as it were, about one Garrett Bowles. And we're going to get to that here in just one second. First, though, a couple of quick matters of business. You guys make sure you are following the podcast on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. That is simply the best way for you to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And while you're at it, 
make sure you're also following the main account at Mile High Huddle. This is especially crucial for our Super Chat superstars to follow the Huddle Up podcast account because you know that we like to tag and, and show some love to our, our superstars after each and every podcast. So make sure you're reaching out, letting us know who you are. So, you know, because so often the Twitter handle or the Twitter name might be different than the YouTube handle and vice versa. So let us know who you are, connect with us, and uh, it's always good to be connected in that way. And then another uh, shout out and something I want to draw your attention to. You want to go to huddleuppod.com. That's the merch store that you guys willed into existence. And of course, Zach did a lot of the sweat equity, getting it up and going. And now it's a, uh, it's a thing. And you guys have been great with that. And, you know, there are a few new products up there. We got the, I'll, I'll do a quick share screen. Cause I think there's some updates to this that maybe some of you aren't aware of. Don't worry. I'm not going to bog down the podcast. Just really quick. Take 30 seconds. But as you can see here, if we scroll through the featured collection, Zach, the two hottest commodities so far this week have been the face mask and the new coffee mug, both of which are brand new products on the site. Yeah, we're getting a lot of orders on those. And for anyone who's ordered recently, just know that the uh, the certain issue going on right now maybe could slow down the delivery, but we've all received the orders. They're in production right now. You'll be getting them. And I'm personally waiting on my coffee mug, Chad. I know you're waiting on the neck cover. We're excited about it. We hope you guys like it as well. For anyone who gets it, though, let us know what you think. We always want to take feedback. We definitely want the feedback. I also want to draw your guys' attention. We added a – they kind of felt like they were probably neglected, I'm guessing, but we finally added a Building the Broncos hat and a Dove Valley Deep Divers hat and shirt. So there's a nice. There's a little swag for each and every podcast, whatever your favorite is. You know that uh, the Huddle Up podcast is number one in the hearts of everyone watching right now, of course. But there are – each little podcast kind of has its own little ecosystem and its own little – uh, community, if you will, and wanted to draw your attention to the hat. Here's your building the Broncos hat. And then if I go over one more here on the tab, there's a, where is it? There it is. There's the Dove Valley deep divers hat, oh, Dove sure. Valley deep divers shirt and a building the Broncos shirt. So guys, again, we don't want to bog down the podcast, but it's another way that if you want to support what we're doing here at mile high huddle, get your swag on you guys. We appreciate you. And even if you can't, if it's not in the cards or you're not interested in merch the easiest thing to do to support this channel and wherever you're watching, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, like the video. Stop right now. Make sure you like the video. And if you really think we're doing a great job, share this content out. Let your friends, let your family members, let your social media sphere uh, encounter what we're doing here and help us to grow. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. All right, Zach, 
let me, before this gets out of hand with the comment stream doing one of its, you know what, jumps on us, let me really quick uh, grab. Oh, and there it went. Stu jumping in from the top rope. That's so consistent. Man. We love you so much, Stu. You know Thank that. You, we Stu. appreciate you, my friend. Um, draft day is almost here. And Zach, such a generous super chat from Stu, who is, when I say coming off the top rope, I'm talking way up. Mount Rushmore, yeah. MHH Mount Rushmore, Stu. We love you, buddy. Yeah, jump from the heliosphere of the planet, Stu. We appreciate <laughs> right. you. And now uh, we give you a round of applause. Thank you so much, Stu. It's always appreciated. Uh, let me see here, guys. I want to do what I can to make sure no one gets skipped here. Chris, jumping in from Canada. Appreciate you, my Thank friend. You, $5 super. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Holding on offense, <laughs> number 72. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, man. That's a good one. Goodbye, Drew Garrett. Lock rap that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, let's get a let's get a Drew Lock track rapping that. <laughs> Hashtag single digit football IQ. <laughs> that that's, that's about as good a segue as we can get to oh. uh, the main gist of tonight's primary topic, <laughs> and of course, the the conversation in in the chat stream will dictate where we go from here. But uh, let me just read this. So this was Albert Breer has a phenomenal column at at the MMQB that he publishes, I think it's every Monday. He does a lot more than that, but uh, he has a column I think a lot of people look forward to reading, and he's a very insightful analyst, very plugged in. Let me read you this quote from Monday's column, Zach. Here's what he said, quote, I think Garrett Bowles is on the way out in Denver. We've mentioned the last two weeks that the Broncos could be looking at a trade-up and that it might be for a lineman, even though they'd like to address their receiver need as well. And a big part of that, again, is the likelihood that the team could move on from 2017 first-round pick Garrett Bowles, who started 48 straight games for Denver at left tackle. Bowles, who turns 28 in May, has fought through issues with penalties and hasn't lived up to expectations over three seasons. And it probably doesn't help that he was drafted three offensive coordinators ago. It's possible he becomes a reclamation project for one of the seemingly endless list of teams that go into this week's draft looking for offensive line help. Close quote. Zach, smoke, fire, what's your take on this? I just, we talked about it kind of on the last pod, Chad. Why would you intimate you're going to get rid of your starting left tackle without having him already on the roster? If they drafted Wurfs in the first round or Beckton in the first round, and then they made Bowles available, he's not going to go for a first-round pick. So, And then they made Bowles available. I could see it being a possibility. On the other hand as well, why would a team take him on knowing his background and his baggage when they can just draft a tackle in a really deep class? I don't see this as being a plausible um, scenario or avenue for Denver. I'm sure they're looking to make calls about who they can replace him with or seeing his his value around the league, but this is more smokescreen to me than legitimate. I think they still want a wide receiver and offensive tackle in the first round is a backup plan to that. By the way, whose birth is it Ed's birthday? The comment stream cut off. Let me see what I can find here. We're going to get back to Bulls, but I think I'm seeing in the stream here that it is Ed's birthday. Bear with me one second. Let me see. Far be it from us to, yep, I'm pretty sure it is. Ed, we appreciate you, my friend. We'll grab your super chat here in a minute, but happy birthday happy to you, birthday. my friend. Let me guess, 21, right? <laughs> I was going to say 18, so. Maybe the libido of a 21-year-old. <laughs> all right, let me see what, uh, well, first of all, let's, before I get too distracted, 
grabbing the comment stream here. Zach, you hit the nail on the head with regard to the Bulls buzz that came from Albert Breer. First of all, he's a national guy, and he's not a newsbreaker, right? He has his sources, and he has he's very well, um, you know, he's a lot of a lot of roots in the league. Don't get me wrong, but we're not talking about Adam Schefter here, okay? We're not talking about Ian Rappaport either, for that matter. And the Denver Broncos simply don't have another option. I mean, we're talking Elijah Wilkinson. Bless his heart, started 13 games at right tackle for the Broncos last year, relinquished 10 sacks, which is, I don't know, put him in the top five, I believe, for tackles and sacks allowed. Plus, he had about half a dozen penalties himself. So if there, if you think he fared poorly at right tackle, Zach, what makes you think he's going to do any better on the left side? I mean, you can always try and hang your hat on development and thinking, you know, he can continue to progress. And there's probably some truth to that, but – this is a move, and I said this in the written article on this uh, Bulls buzz at milehighhuddle.com. The nail on the head, Zach, you nailed it. Without a viable option already, Bulls, they don't have they have to stick with Bulls. They don't have another option in 2020. Now, if they were moving higher up the board, let's say, just as an example, um, who is it that's at eight? It's the Browns at 10. Who is it that's at eight? Jacks. I think you're right. Oh, or the Jacks nine. Either way, let's say they get up to eight. No, the Cardinals are eight. Okay. Let's say they the card and the Cardinals are looking to trade back. If the Broncos are reasonably confident that getting into pick eight will get them worse, and the Cardinals want they're interested in taking on Bulls who could start at one of the tackle. I know they just re up DJ Humphreys or whatever. If the trade to move up in the draft, if Bulls was included in that, and the team believed that they were guaranteed either Tristan Wirfs or their next best tackle, whoever it might be, Andrew Thomas, Mekhi Becton, uh, Jedrick Wills, whichever guy, if they felt like they were guaranteed that by virtue of moving up, maybe. But that's not the way the wind's blowing, Zach. The, the wind is blowing towards the wide receivers, and that just has been an avalanche. And if it ends up being a smokescreen, it'll be the smokescreen of all time when it comes to John Elway. They'd have to really want to move on from Garrett Bowles if they're entertaining the thought of jumping into the top 10 for a tackle when they have two starters already. I just happen to believe that they're going to give Bowles one more shot, fifth-year option or not, under Mike Munchak with a more mobile quarterback like Drew Locke. I don't want Wilkinson protecting Locke's blindside. I don't want the Broncos' David Carring Drew Locke. So I want the best protector on his blindside. Whether that's Bowles or whoever they draft, I just don't see the Broncos giving up capital for a tackle when they have two starters ready. They don't have a starting center. They don't have a starting wide receiver, too. That comes first, unless someone falls into your lap at 15 before a tackle. Christian jumping in with a $5 super. Appreciate you, you, my friend. He says, do you think Garibald's trade buzz is also a smokescreen? I don't even know that it's so much a smokescreen as it is just not correct information. Like, I think, again, this is one of those issues. And look, we know fans, we know what the general temperature is on the Bulls issue in Broncos country. This most Most fans would rather see him play elsewhere. We get that. However, everything we're hearing about the internal view on Bulls is they, I mean, a big reason, for example, John Elway wanted to interview Mike Munchak as a head coaching candidate during the 2019 coaching carousel was because they felt like he could come in, you want to talk about a reclamation project, salvage the career of Garrett Bulls, who through two seasons at that point, had not shown really – I mean, he'd flashed a little here and there, but the, the penalties were just killing this team. And when they ultimately decided that Vic Fangio was the better-suited guy for uh, the head coaching gig, Elway still rolled out the checkbook. 
it made it a little bit easier on him knowing that uh, Mrs. Munchak, Granny Manch, uh, Munchak, wanted to come to Denver to be close to her grandbabies. But the draw to Munchak was what he could do for Bulls. And then, of course, okay. the trickle down for the entire offensive line. It didn't look like that he was making much of a difference in terms of Garrett Bowles' performance the first half of the season. But from the bye week on, he really did turn a corner. Was he perfect? No. Am I saying that that makes up for all of the, you know, face palming moments of Garrett Bowles' two and first two and a half years in Denver? No. But I think the team believes internally that was a sign. It's a it's a momentum. It's he's moving in the right direction. Maybe they don't end up picking up his fifth year option, but I'm inclined to agree with you, Zach that they're going to give him this one last year, his contract year, to kind of prove his mettle and whether or not they were right that Munchak finally made a difference. Yeah, Garrett Bowles turned a Garrett Bowles corner, which is about this big. It's the smallest corner you can turn, but it's still a corner nonetheless. And you made a great point, Chad. The Broncos hired Mike Munchak with Garrett Bowles in mind. They're not going to get rid of his his star pupil only a year into the experiment. Uh, so I happen to believe you happen to believe, and what the likely scenario is, is Garrett Bowles remaining on the roster. Whether he's the week one starter, we do not know yet, but I don't believe these, these Bowles trade rumors to hold a lot of water. Let's grab Ryan here. I'm sorry I, we can't show your Super Chat card because the stream passed it by. We're working on being able to get around that here very soon. But, Ryan, thank you for the $5 Super. Yeah, he says, you, can we get a T-shirt that says Mile High Huddle? You guys only have ones that say Huddle Up Podcast, hashtag State of Being. Yeah, buddy. We'll, uh, I'll see if I can't take care of that for you here in the next day or so. Circle back, holler back, hashtag USMC, US Marine Corps, uh, RSS Cedar Rapids. Wow. wow. Thanks, my friend. Um I will work on that. We'll get one up here very soon. There is, in case you missed it, there is a Mile High Huddle hoodie. So if you, if that, but we're going into summer, you probably do want the T-shirt. So we'll get, we'll get something up there very soon. Zach, we have a football pre-shirt too. I, I don't know if that's what he meant by the Huddle Up Pod, but yeah, we have some options. We're gonna roll out some more as the hotter weather rolls around. So just keep looking out for that. We'll be sure to announce any new product as well. And part of it is we have to have the right logos in order right. to make the merchandise and. We've kind of, I don't want to say maxed out the options with the logos that we have, but we have a graphic designer that's working on other logo designs, not just logos, but like just t-shirt designs that tie into all of the mile high huddle motifs, right? And so as we get those back, we'll be putting more stuff on. But I think a mile high huddle t-shirt, straight up mile high huddle t-shirt, like a state of being, we can get that done for you here very, very soon, my friend. So just keep checking back. Uh, Bronx legend jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. You You really have become one of this channel's super chat superstars. Appreciate that $5 super. He says, I see you guys have some new goodies in the store. Love the shirts and the trucker hat. Uh, We'll cop soon. You guys rock. Much love. That's awesome, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Every little bit helps every little show. So that means the world to us. And let's grab the birthday boy. And again, I'm really pissed off that we can't show his actual super chat card, but we can do the next best thing, Zach, and uh, put up text of what he said here edward jumping in also one of our true mhh mount rushmore massive members of the community thank Thank you for that super should be the other way around on your birthday my friend says it's my birthday today so ready for the draft and broncos football let's go broncos keep up the good work guys denver broncos for life hashtag state of being happy birthday my friend honestly from uh, zach and myself and the entire mhh crew 
We hope you have a great birthday. Yeah, sincerely, I hope it's a great day for you, Ed. I know how the last couple months or not weeks or so have been a little rough. So, you know, I hope your day has been great and we appreciate every single interaction we have with you. We hope you enjoy as well. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Christy, we were, we're going to grab your super chat here shortly, but she has a question. How's this show going to work tomorrow, guys? Great question. Um, well, Zach and I are going to be available right at the top of the show. And I think we'll probably both be on until the Broncos make a pick. We'll get some quick reaction out and then we'll probably have to sign off not the stream the stream will keep going because you'll have eric trickle that'll be on i think nick and carl will be filtering on and off they're going to be rotating we'll see exactly how it works out we'll have that ironed out in depth tomorrow in time for our stream but we'll take care of a little business pop back on suddenly we're back on the screen we're gonna have to get some content up some you know we'll have to do a remote thing with sports illustrated doing video hits and things like that covering the news aspect but we will be bouncing on and off. There will be a stream going through the entire night, Zach. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I just want to see how the entire, not just the Broncos draft as well, Chad, but the entire first round unfolds. It's the most unpredictable draft I can remember. And I'm just, as a football fan, I'm excited to see who, what teams take and what picks fall and what picks rise. And like I said, too, you know, we're going to look into seeing if we can find a stream for whatever, however the television broadcast shakes out, which I'm also really curious to see how they end up tackling that because this is such a situation but we're going to try and find a stream and maybe have that going in the uh in the video window so we're all looking basically at the same thing we'll see uh george jumping in 20 dollars. Wow. thank you george one of our super chat superstars george we really appreciate you my friend you've been so outgoing and passionate and 
covering every base when it comes to supporting the brand, man. We really appreciate you. He says, I think Bowles started to get it the last five or six games. It would be a mistake to trade it. I actually, this is maybe a little bit controversial, but I'm inclined to agree with George that I'm not sure it would be the wisest thing after all the pain and suffering you went through. It's kind of like how the Broncos wandered the QB desert for so many years, and now it's finally paying off and they've gotten into the promised land or appears to be anyway with Drew Locke. They paid those dues and now they're reaping the benefits. And in that same sense, I think with Bulls, they suffered through, they paid those dues and they started to see signs of a return on investment somewhat justifying or showing signs anyway of justifying his draft pedigree to move on from him. Now, you know, you, you're, there's a chance that you are foregoing that first round talent that might finally uh, be coming to fruition. Now that's not a me making a bold prediction or a guarantee, but I think it would be as a former first round pick of this team, give him his full four years, give him his full rookie contract to, to prove his mettle. I just don't think Elway's ego will allow him to trade him without seeing what he can do in a year or two under Mike Munchak. He's another first-round pick, the one after the Pax and Lynch disaster. I just don't think that Elway's ego will allow him to move on. If he trades him now, he would hear the scrutiny. Oh, you gave up on him too soon. Whereas if he allows him one more year and Garrett Bowles is just Garrett Bowles still, he can say, I gave him the full gamut. I gave him the full four years. It didn't work out. Plus, if you trade him now, you're opening another hole in the offensive line, another starting need. Unless you have that guy in place already, if you land Wirfs, if you land Becton, then you move on from him, but not before. I just don't see it happening. Christy jumping in with a massive super from the Mount Rushmore as well. That just means the world to us, Christy. You know that. We appreciate you so much. And uh, you are a vital big piece of our community here. And uh, I hope you know how much we really do appreciate you. The queen of my lie huddle and the huddle of pod chat. There you go. Almost draft day indeed. We're inching ever closer. By the time you guys hear from us next, it will be draft day. Uh, let's see here. Martin jumping in with the $5 super. Appreciate you, that, Martin. Martin. And Martin, if you were on Twitter, make sure you reach out to us. Let us know who you are. Connect the dots. Help us so that we can tag you after this show. He says, hey, guys, will I be able to tune into your YouTube channel for a live reaction to the draft tomorrow as soon as it starts? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be going live right before the draft starts, and that stream is going to be going on through the entire first round. We're going to do that also for round two and round three on Friday night. We'll see how those first two days go, and if everything seems to be going all right, we'll keep another stream going for day three, which starts Saturday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 12 noon uh, Eastern Time. So we'll see how that goes, Zach, but yeah, it's we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we did a little dry run with the uh, the War Room mock draft. It handled up, it hold up pretty well. And I know it was kind of stressful for you, Chad, but uh, I think the finished product was really solid. And I'm excited to see what we can do next couple days. What's this from Ginger Ninja? Will you guys take part in the hashtag Boo the Commish with Bud Light online? Yes. For every boo towards the commissioner, Bud Light will donate one dollar up to half a million for relief efforts. I'll, yeah, I'll do it for free. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, well, uh, that's a thanks. I didn't even know that was going on. So thanks for educating me on that. Anything we can do, of course, you know, we'll do it. Um, all right, let me scroll up. I just did one of those jumps. Bear with us one second here, you guys. All right, we're going to grab Dropped Your Pocket, and then I'm going to circle over to YouTube because I have a wow. feeling it skips some people. But it's awesome. Really appreciate that, my friend. I don't know if you're on Twitter, but if you are, please reach out and let us know who you are so we can follow back and give you some love. Yes, thank uh, you. 
$20 super. He says, working a weird work schedule. Haven't been able to catch live. Hopefully, we trade up. But if we stay at 15, I can see us getting uh, C.J. Henderson. Doesn't seem like a top wide receiver or offensive lineman will be there. The mocks aren't looking good. Yeah, I don't know if you were able to rewatch, if you missed it live, if you were able to rewatch the war room that we did Sunday night with seven of us here, all, all six members of the podcasting shows here at Mile High Huddle, plus we had uh, Luke Patterson on. So there were seven of us going through and hashing out, deliberating each and every pick. For I think a lot of fans, it was the nightmare scenario in round one, which was Tristan Worfs was gone and all three of the, the top three big wide receivers. So we ended up trying to make one of the you know, chicken uh, salad out of chicken you-know-what with Mekhi Becton. And even after the fact, I ended up siding with the Mekhi Becton pick. I was one of the picks that ended up making that a majority. But in retrospect, I almost – I don't know. I can, I can see why some people were disappointed we didn't take Justin Jefferson. We didn't do any trade backs in that war room. But anyway, right. the reason I'm going off on that little tangent, Zach, is because, yeah, there's an increasing likelihood, possibility is probably a better word, that the Broncos will – Without moving up, they're not going to get one of those three wideouts. Although, Jerry Judy, someone's really working hard to try and kill his draft stock with all this knee talk. Yeah, that's the Eagles, I'm sure, getting him to drop for at 21, wherever the Eagles pick. Uh, yeah, but one thing this mock draft taught me, Chad, which I was concerned about before, but it's cemented for me now, is if the Broncos want a big three wide receiver, they're just going to have to move up. I don't want them going through and enduring the same nightmare scenario that we went through the other night. It, it's just not feasible for the team for what they want to do this year. So I hope they move up if they love their guy, if they have enough conviction surrender a third round pick, go up and get your game changing wide receiver and give him to Drew Locke and let him go to work. Jeffrey Green jumping in with a $5 super. Really Thank appreciate you, you. It was good to connect with you on Twitter. My friend, he says, I said it earlier. I haven't been this nervous since I proposed to my wife. Good luck tomorrow, Broncos country. Can't wait. Denver Broncos for life. And I know you've got the, I think it was you, wasn't it? That tagged us with the, yeah, that was you, Jeff, with the, uh, War, you got your own draft war room going on. Pretty cool. Oh, Pretty yeah. Cool the computer set up. Yeah, that was cool. Yes. All right. Let me uh, let me grab Glenn, one of our Super Chat superstars. Let me, I'm going to have to put it in manually, so bear with me just one second, you guys. Let's see what's on Glenn's mind right now. He says, uh, jumping in with a $10 super. Really Thank appreciate you, you, my friend. Some players have red flags around them at the draft. Bulls are only yellow hashtag hold on hey man i know it's fans just and i totally understand it dude they don't like garrett bowles too much pain he's caused too much pain how much how far do you think he'd have to turn the ship around to start getting back some fan love i mean being all pro for three years no. ago, like what, what would it take be consistent. Go a game without a boneheaded penalty or miscue. Go a couple games without that. Just be consistent. Be an average left tackle, and I think a lot of fans would forgive his his blemishes the last couple seasons. Here's one guy's opinion on YouTube. He says, move back a few to take Justin Jefferson. Package a couple picks. Move back up for Cesar Ruiz and keep throwing picks together to move up since we don't need – 12 picks. Well, the Broncos only have 10 picks. Not only, that's still a big number. There's not that many teams that have more than the Broncos in this class, Zach. But Trevor Judge published an article today that I thought was uh, appropriate for the timing, and that is that 
how many roster spots feasibly are are available and up in the air? How how many draft picks could you really fit on this roster? Right. You guys go check it out at milehighhuddle.com. But I don't think the Broncos end up making all 10 picks. I do think that John Elway makes some moves and packaging different spots in the draft. My bet is that it ends up somewhere between seven and eight, either seven or eight picks by the time it's all said and done. The question is how many of those will be in the top 100? I can almost guarantee the Broncos will make a trade within the first two rounds. I don't know for who, I don't know exactly when, but I can almost make a bet that they're going to make a trade. They're going to give up one of those third-round picks to get a lineman, a wide receiver, uh, an inside linebacker. They are going to be active within the first couple of days. I agree with you. We've been saying it for weeks now. They're not going to make all 10 picks. They can't fit them on the roster. They have the undrafted free agent pool as well, Chad, which Elway kills every single season. I'd be really shocked if they made all 10 selections and all third, three third-rounders. All right, let's grab this one here from Carson, jumping in with the $10 Super. Thank we you, We really appreciate you. Thank you. Carson, if you're on Twitter, be sure to reach out and let us know who you are so that we can connect. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I don't have it memorized. These mocks, man, they just – for me, there's so many. They're so ubiquitous. They run together. Carson says, Nick Kendall's new mock draft would be the best case scenario. Hearing the chimes of the draft and cannot wait for tomorrow. You know, I would play those chimes for you, but believe it or not, those chimes are actually uh, trademarked. And so I know this from experience. It can get you a copyright hit on YouTube, but we know exactly what you're talking about. Zach, let me just run by this by you really quick. What uh, Carson's getting at here from Nick's, one and only mock, or no, this was his second mock actually, but his last mock, this is officially the last mock Mile High Huddle Publishing. Uh, he had the Broncos taking rugs at 15, uh, Jeff Gladney at 46, the corner from TCU. I'll just go through the top 100. Matt Hennessy, the center from Temple in the first third rounder. Terrell Burgess, the safety from Utah in the third. And then last third was Lucas Niang, the offensive tackle from TCU. Sounds good. That's what Carson's saying is the best case scenario. And I think that's, you know, open to interpretation, but that was a very, uh, the the feedback on Nick's mock was very positive. All right, Ben jumping in with a $2 super. Thank Thank you, Ben. Ben. And if you're on Twitter, be sure you reach out, let us know who you are. He says, take an offensive tackle in the first and then trade back in for Jalen Rager. So maybe you end up with a Makai Becton at 15. You stay put at 15. You grab him or you grab Wills or, you know, the best case scenario is Tristan Wirfs, but then you, tr- you package a third or a third and a fourth, whatever it might take to jump back into the late first to grab Rager. What would your thoughts be on that, Zach? I'm not a Rager fan. I, I just look at him and I see maybe I'm in the minority in this p- opinion, Chad. I, I see a lot of bust potential in him. I'd rather take Ayuk in the second round than Jalen Rager. Certainly not in the first round. I take Mims. I'd even consider Chenault over Rager. I, I, he's just not my cup of tea. I don't want him. I'd rather move up for the big three wide receivers and then work my way down with the linemen. They don't necessarily need a starting tackle right now. It's not a dire need like a center or a wide receiver. They can wait, and I wouldn't take one just for the sake of taking one. Like we had to go through chat in our mock draft. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Buona Beast, gently reminding those hanging out in the room, like this video. Simple, easy things right to now. support the cause. Ronnie says, Hey, listen, I don't care for bowls either, but the guy has spurts of absolute dominance. He grades elite dot, dot, dot sometimes. <laughs> he has had flashes of brilliance, but he just needs to become more consistent and dependable, especially from a penalties perspective, which, again, he showed progress on down the stretch. The talent was always there, though. It was just the mental between the eyeballs, but the physical talent and the upside was always there. And if just Mike Munchak can harness that and make it consistent, just mediocre, just average, it would forgive a lot of his past transgressions, Chad, last couple seasons. Derek jumping in with a $15 super. Thank Thank you, Derek. Derek. You've become one of our true superstars as well. And if you are on Twitter, make sure you reach out and let me know who you are. You might have already done that, but I don't think so. The concern I have for Ruggs is he only had 12 receptions of 20 or more yards in his entire college career. 11 receivers in this draft have more in just 2019 alone. For a speedster, that is awful concerning. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Zach, is that there are – I don't necessarily want to call them red flags because I think that would be over-exaggerating it a little bit. But there are some aspects to his resume, and especially if you view him from a box score perspective, you're going to find some things that make you go, hmm, especially if you put him up next to Jerry Judy, you're like, whoa. But you really have to, in order to get the full picture on Henry Ruggs, Zach, you have to watch the film. I get it that the stats are going to have their little anomalies. The flip side to the coin that you're bringing up there, Derek, is the fact that he scored touchdowns 25% of the time when he touched the ball. So there are pros, there are cons. Let the tape decide. Go turn it on and try and take what you see from him and weave it into what, how that would look in this Broncos offense to kind of help you winnow it down. But, yeah, I mean, there's a reason, Zach, most draft Knicks, most NFL analysts, I would wager, see him as the one with the most bust potential or mm-hmm. least likely to work out in the NFL because he's not quite as polished in his production hasn't been quite as consistent as, for example, CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. 
Ruggs gets a bad rap. I, I don't like when analysts or fans kind of pigeonhole him into being the speed guy, into being John Ross 2.0. He's a lot closer to Tyreek Hill 2.0 than he is John Ross 2.0. He's not just a speedster. He has hands. He can run routes. He's physical. Uh, once he gets and learns to get off breaks and beat press coverage, he's a complete wide receiver. Tyreek Hill grew from a, a strictly speed guy to an all-around wide receiver capable of hurting a defense in any way possible. That's what Henry Ruggs can do. So I just want that in the Broncos system. I'm willing to take a chance on his high risk, high reward compared to Judy, but his upside to me, Chad, his ceiling is just so much higher. And I think he would mesh better in this vertical Pat Shermer offense with Drew Locke as his quarterback. John Katie jumping in with a $10 super. Thank you, John. We appreciate you, my friend. That really means a lot to us. And uh, be sure to reach out on Twitter if you're on Twitter and let us know who you are so that we can connect. Um, all right, let's grab Freddie here. Jumping in, $10 super. Appreciate you, Freddie. I think we found you on Twitter. I'm not sure, though, if we've connected. But if not, make sure you let me know. Uh, appreciate that $10 super. He says, Drew Locke was sacked five times in five games versus 35 uh, sacks. The Broncos surrendered, is what he's saying, in the first 11 games. Better quarterback equals better line play. Question mark, did Bulls play better with Locke at quarterback? That absolutely had an effect. Yes. I mean, put yourself somewhat in Garrett Bowles' shoes, and you have the pocket step. First of all, you're blocking for Trevor Simeon as a rookie, Mr. Driftback, like <laughs> Captain Driftback, okay? And when he would flee the pocket, he didn't go out the left side. He didn't go out. He would just drip, drift farther and farther back, which as a tackle is basically the hardest thing to, to protect against. Then you get this last year with Joe Flacco, and he is literally a pocket statue doesn't give you any help. Meanwhile, Drew Locke finally enters the equation, and there's a combination of seeing the field, getting rid of the ball sooner, pocket feel, mobility. Drew Locke basically has kind of a – and he's got a hoops background, but he basically has kind of a point guard's feel there in the pocket, and it does take a lot of pressure, especially off the tackles. Everyone got better after Drew Locke came in. Devontae Booker got better. Deshaun Hamilton got better. Everyone on the Broncos offense got better. And to use your expression, Chad, to raise all ships, that's what a franchise quarterback can do. That's the virtue of having a young, gunslinging quarterback like Drew Locke, not a stone-footed guy who literally can't walk or move in any capacity like Joe Flacco. When you have that mobility in the pocket, it makes your life as an offensive lineman so much easier. Amen. David jumping in. One of our super chat superstars. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. He says, hey, guys, thank you for what you do. Looking forward to watching the draft with you all. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it as well, my friend. Uh, James jumping in from across the pond. We really appreciate that. Thank you, James. You know we do, James. And I appreciate also the your contributions in the MHH uh, Facebook group. He says, not a popular take, but I definitely think Bowles gets optioned. Year two in the scheme should mean no learning curve for the first time on the offensive line. 72 was a new prospect. Tackles usually take two or three years to develop. Fisher disaster years, uh, one and two. Fair point. So it's a good point, but it, it's not exactly the same scheme. For him it is, though, because you've got the same offensive line coach. There will be some amendments because you've got um, Pat Shermer coming in to be the new offensive coordinator. There will be some changes that he'll have to roll with the punches and learn. But from a blocking perspective, the verbiage is all going to be the same. The assignments are going to look very similar. And that should, as he's talking about here, ease Bowles going into his, his fourth year, you would think anyway. 
as much as I dislike Bowles, I mean, he's going to be playing in the best Broncos offense he's played with as a pro, with the better, best quarterback he's played with, with the best OL coach in the game. If after four seasons and two seasons with Mike Munchak, he still can't get it, if that light bulb is still flickering and not on yet, Chad, it is never going to go on. So that's why I think the Broncos are going to let Garrett Bowles sink or swim on his own volition and not give up too soon if that's the case. John jumping in with a $10 super, one of our super chat superstars. It's good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, He says, can't wait for the draft. Super excited. By the way, happy birthday, Edward. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. It's good to see you, John. I hope everything's going okay with the job and whatnot. Um, And that goes for all of our listeners, by the way. I hope everything's either – steadying out a little bit for you or getting better than it was for a lot of our awesome listeners when this situation that shall go unnamed <laughs> first became a situation that shall go unnamed. Uh, D styles 75 jumping in $10 super. We really awesome. appreciate you. Longtime listener. First time caller. Love what you guys do. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being from Connecticut. Nice. Awesome. Good That's to see awesome. you. Well, D Styles, make sure you reach out if you're on Twitter and let me know who you are. Even if you might be following us or whatever, let me know who you are if you're uh, on Twitter. Let's see. Uh, yep, Buana, we did get Ginger Ninja. We did get that. And let's grab J-Step. Awesome, awesome profile pick there, rocking the MHH yeah. State of Being hoodie. Looking sharp, I must say, J-Step. Almost draft day, and I think Bulls gets one more year. Got better in last year, on a sh- but he's on a short leash. Hashtag state of being in Arizona. So cool, man. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. J-Step, if you're on uh, Twitter, make sure you holler. I, I, I appreciate the donation, first of all, J-Step. But, yeah, I agree. He's on a very, very short lease. It, it's as short and as thin as floss to me. He, one false move, he should be out of the lineup, but he deserves to have one more shot to get it together. I think that's the way the Broncos are leaning uh, with Bulls. Manny, it begins at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow night, Thursday. So we'll be putting out a link to the stream tomorrow, and we'll be going live, you know, 10, 15 minutes before the draft. And so look for that information. All right. Now it's going to do one of those jumps on us. Bear with me one sec, you guys. Let me scroll back up to the top here. Make sure we don't miss anybody. Let's grab Mark. Good to see you, Mark. Also really sharp profile pick. Yes. Totally showing out and representing like a boss. And we really appreciate that. Thank that you, donation, Mark. my friend. He says, Broncos country, let's take that magic carpet ride. Hashtag rugs. The rumor on Bulls is that the Broncos found out that Bulls used to work for Johnny Potty Waste Services. <laughs> Some turds can't be pollen. Damn. Hashtag used toilet bowls. Hashtag you guys rock. <laughs> Leave it up to Langley to uh, keep the levity and the comedy coming on the oh, show. Oh, man. <laughs> the visceral for, for Garrett Bowles in these comments, Chad, is, is, is kind of it's comically hilarious. It really is. Thank you, Mark. You know, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, ben Roth jumping in with a $5 <laughs> super. Thank you, Ben. Thank appreciate you, ben. you. And if you're on Twitter, be sure to reach out. Let us know. Uh, he says, I could see the the run on wide receivers starting as early as mm-hmm. pick nine. I'm hoping we trade up for Lamb. Yeah, Ben, that would be my thing, too. If the Broncos trade up and are dead set on a receiver, I'm hoping it's Lamb. That's my number one wide receiver in this class. But I could live with either of those three. 
It's just I hope it doesn't end up being an arm and a leg, Zach, that John Elway has to give up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've heard there's going to be a run on tackles as well in the top 10. So if that happens, then receivers will be pushed down theoretically toward Denver spot. But again, one thing we learned, if they want their guy, they're going to have to move up potentially seven spots or so. Basically, Broncos country, you want to root for as many quarterbacks and tackles going in the top 14 as possible. You want at least three quarterbacks going and as many of those tackles as possible to push the wide receivers down the board. And um, and any defensive player as well, cornerbacks, safeties. Yes, that's right. Let me grab here Pranked Films, who the stream jumped. So I'm going to annually put in his super chat here. It's good to see you, my friend. He Thank says, you, how would you feel if Denver trades Garrett Bowles and a third rounder to the Browns for the 10th pick and we picked up a tackle at 15? And a receiver at 10. They would never make that trade. I don't think that's very realistic. Yeah, but billion years. I just, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But if it did happen, I mean, I'd be, I'd be okay with it. But again, there's that part of me that's uh, wondering, you know, you've, you've paid the dues, you've paid the price, you've, you've taken the pain with regard to bulls, and now you're starting to reap some of the benefits. Are you sure you want to jump out now? when he seems to be potentially still too small of a sample size, but tracking upward. I like the way you're thinking, though, is looking to replace him and looking to make a deal, but there's no guarantee, as much as we all dislike Garrett Bowles, there's no guarantee any of these tackles are going to be better. We don't know. They're unproven commodities in the NFL. At least with Garrett Bowles, you know if you can rein him in, you have a pretty good starting left tackle. I just think the Broncos want to give him one more shot to live up to his draft potential. Brian Bowman jumping in with a $20 super. Appreciate you, you, my friend. I want to be a superstar, LOL. You are, my friend. You are a super chat superstar. He says, I hope we get rugs at 11. I'm not sure what you're saying on that one, but you guys rock. Can't wait until tomorrow from Ohio. Very cool. Very cool. Hashtag state of being. That's me throwing that in. But, yeah, a lot of momentum and outpouring for rugs in Broncos country, Zach. Yeah, 11 could do it. I just think somewhere in the top 10, 8 or 9 would cement their their position to get one of the big three if they have enough conviction to move up. All right, let's grab Jake. Jake, I know you've heard me say it before, but I'm going to remind you again, if you're on Twitter, reach out let me know who you are. Really appreciate that super chat, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Do you guys see us trading back into the 31st pick if a good player drops? And what side of the ball would you think it would be better for also no Twitter? He, He preempted me there. Well, maybe consider it, Jake. Maybe consider uh, creating an account. Just a thought. But, hey, uh, the 31st pick, I think it's – yeah, I mean, it just depends on how they have their board structure and, you know, who's falling at that point, who they feel like they don't want to risk losing out on at 46, you know. So if it's a wide receiver, I could see them possibly making a move up to grab a tackle. I could see them possibly making a move up into the first – back into the first round – to maybe grab a center or a corner. It's possible. It just depends on, you know, those those draft boards for teams are guarded like state secrets. I mean, unless you are a team employee and you're in the front office, I mean, I've there's some scouts even that don't necessarily know exactly how the boards get structured. So, and they they're team employees and they're on the inner sanctum as it were. So, you just don't know how teams have those boards prioritized and thus, you know, you can you can do some basic math though and there's certain guys like you know, let's say the Broncos 
take uh, rugs at 15. They get lucky. He's there. They take him. And you see a guy like Mackay uh, Becton dropping into the late 20s. If you're John Elway, you're going, we can probably safely assume that that tackle is relatively high on their board. Maybe you're John Elway, you're, you're starting to pick up the phone, calling and see if you can strike a deal. Yeah, that's pretty well said. It, it all depends. If they want to move back up in, into the first round after making a pick at 15 or wherever in, in the first round, it would have to depend on what they do with that first pick. If they go for a receiver, I think it should be an offensive lineman, someone like Cushenberry or Ruiz at 31, maybe a little too soon for Ruiz, but not Cushenberry. They can take a safety like Jeremy Chin. They can take a cornerback like Jeff Gladney. They can take an inside linebacker like Kenneth Murray. But look for the Broncos if they make that move. The first two picks will probably be a combination of a wide receiver, center, and tackle. They just have to do and dedicate themselves to supporting Drew Locke. Terry jumping in from Canada, proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. He says, thank you, Terry. Yes. He says, this is for my girl, Alex, stuck in Poland. Wow. Prayers, prayers up. I hope everything's okay. Uh, hashtag state of being. Hashtag Broncos world. Yeah, Terry, hope everything's okay with, uh, with Alex and everything. Travels. Okay yeah. there, yeah. All right, let me see here. We grabbed Ben. Okay, so we're caught back up because I know Ben. We saw him in the stream. There he is. All right, bear with me one sec, guys. We got a little bit more time left, and then we got to get out of here for tonight. But don't you worry because we will be back in the saddle tomorrow night, live streaming the draft. It's going to be an absolute shindig. Uh, Let's grab EA Shalom. If Denver misses on Ruiz, Cushenberry, and Hennessy. What are your thoughts of getting Damian Lewis from LSU and having Glasgow move to center? Maybe fallback option. I would love that. I mean, I would prefer any one of those three as a true center, but Damian Lewis as a right guard, I think he, off the top of my head, I want to say he's trickles number two offensive guard in the entire class, Damian Lewis. So yeah, Glasgow, you know, the Broncos liked him at right guard. That's where they would prefer him, but he has, double-digit starts in this league at center under his belt. So you make a, you know, you make the most of the situation. Damian Lewis is a day one caliber starting option. Like he's a Dalton Reisner caliber plug in at right guard. Yeah, I would not mind the scenario at all, but I do feel like the Broncos can and will get their starting center through the draft. In the middle rounds, if they miss out on the big three, there's there's Biotish, there's uh, Ishmael. They can get a mid-round center who's a plug-and-play guy as well. I just think that's the direction they will go ultimately, but I would not mind Lewis and moving Glasgow back to the pivot. That'd be a good idea. Buana doing the work for us in the chat stream for the cause. You know, we appreciate you, my friend. If you're uh, live, watching us live right now, do us a solid. Make sure you like the video. Um, All right, let's see what else we got here. Bear with us one second. Trying to find uh, some Facebook action here. Let's grab Kyle. One exciting nerve-wracking thing on Facebook here is Elway's tendencies to make unexpected picks like Bowles, Lynch, Ray, Simmons was a third round pick. Um, but anyway, wouldn't surprise me to hear a name we aren't expecting at 15 uh, for our first second rounder. Maybe he has surprised last year. He pretty well telegraphed almost everything. I think you could argue, maybe not know a Fant, although I'm pretty sure the Broncos did have a top 30 visit with Fant. Um, 
the the ties between Reisner and the Broncos and Locke and the Broncos were pretty well established. So, but in years past, yeah, I mean, Shane Ray, you knew the Broncos were going to be looking for a successor to DeMarcus Ware. You just didn't know when. And when Ray took a tumble, he moved up and grabbed him. Lynch is the one that to this day, man, I just, yeah. how could you, how could you draft that quarterback having never spent one second face to face with him? The most important position. Wouldn't you want to get a beat on what kind of guy this is? That's the one that just continues to mystify me. What do all those picks have in common though, Chad? They were all projects. They were all, all upside picks. They weren't sure things. They weren't proven guys. And that's where Elway talked about the other day in his pre-draft presser. He leans more toward experience. We've seen that come out the last two draft classes, four-year starters, team captains, proven guys. That's why I feel personally, they will target a receiver. I don't think we're going to hear some weird name like Patrick Queen at 15. They go for a receiver and it'll be Jerry Judy if they're looking to fill that criteria of an experienced guy, an advanced guy, a technician, a a heady, high floor, high character guy like Jerry Judy, it just would match up to where the Broncos have leaning, have been leaning and are leaning going forward. Brian jumping in, one of our super chat superstars, longtime listener, MHH Mount Rushmore member himself. Brian, you know, we appreciate you. Sorry, Zach. If we trade up to get rugs with CD on the board, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Especially. Especially if we jump the Raiders, hope they draft him rugs. I, think, I don't know. He can bust there. Brian's maintaining his position, Zach, that uh, he's on the CD train and wants nothing to do with rugs. I'm not 100% married to Henry Ruggs. He's just my preference in this draft class. We all have him. Chad, yours is CD Lamb as well. Other people want Jefferson. Other people want Judy. We can all agree, though, as always, I keep saying the Broncos need a big four wide receiver. If it's CD Lamb, that's fine. It's just, you know, Henry Ruggs, no matter what. I'm, I'm holding true to that. Brian says, Chad and Zach, would you please get my question? Please don't miss me again tonight. Brian, my friend, this isn't the first time we've done exactly that, but there's no question. It's just this. And I don't know what we're missing here, but I don't see a question, my dog. Uh, Gio jumping in, $10 super. Thank you, Gio. That's awesome. Appreciate you. Yeah, and Gio, if you're on Twitter, make sure you reach out and let me know your handle. He says, I'm more amped for tomorrow than I have ever been for Christmas. Got my outfit and shoes hanging at the edge of my bed tonight. LFG. What does that mean, Zach? Translate for me. Let that thing go. Thank you. Y'all know I have to show some love. Hashtag Broncos. Hashtag state of being in Boston. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the coolest things is we've had a few great listeners reach out and on social media and tell us that this draft they're most looking forward to all time because – of everything they've learned listening to these podcasts. They're just more locked into the draft and knowing the class. And, you know, that's one of the cool things about, like, even those Finding Broncos articles that Eric Trickle publishes. I mean, I think we've done, I don't know, 60 of them up to this point during the draft season is you read an individual scouting report on its face by itself, no big deal. It's good information. But the more you learn about the class, and this is me speaking for myself, the more excited you become because – you know the lay of the land. And so it just makes you look forward to the actual draft itself instead of a lot of fans, they go into the draft completely blindfolded. They might know a few of the names at the top, but only the names that are garnering national headlines. And so that's why these podcasts, it's really cool to hear that uh, you know they're landing, they're helping people become more passionate and knowledgeable about this draft class and thus more excited. So it means a lot to us. Mr. Boggins jumping in. $5 super, Thank one you. of our super chat superstars. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, uh, 
Daniel Jeremiah, I'm guessing, just dropped his final mock. He circled back to a wide receiver with Ruggs. There it is. I'll have to check that out. Daniel Jeremiah is, I mean, a mock. Uh, I, th- I think uh, the it was either Eric or Nick told me this, but I think the best case scenario, like it's considered a successful, prescient, crystal ball type of mock if the mock gets 25% of the picks right. Like that's really high hit rate, right? <sighs> Even a guy like Daniel Jeremiah, as plugged in as he is, he's basically the new Mike Mayock of NFL Network. I'll be surprised if he gets better than three, four picks, which you know would put you in that twenty-five percent. But if so, he's you know he's a boss. It's just all the smoke though, that's pointing toward the same thing, Chad, which is the Broncos taking a wide receiver or trading up for a wide receiver. And DJ thinks it's uh, Henry Ruggs, but we'll have to wait and see. But there's just too much smoke for it to be not a legitimate move the Broncos are willing to make tomorrow night. Mark jumps back in. Appreciate that, Mark. You, Mark. He says, uh, I appreciate you guys, too. Hashtag state of being. Thank you. And I hope everything's going okay in your neck of the woods. I won't reveal your state. I know where what state you're in, but I know what's going on in that state. Hope everything's cool for you, my friend. Black Knight jumping in, top roping it. Appreciate you, you dog. You. Really means a lot to us, and uh, it's good to see you. Drop a question. If you have yeah, one. I know uh, I've seen you making comments. I've been trying to look for a question from you, but. I'll keep looking. Um, all right. What time we got? 54. We're at 55 minutes, basically. Let me scroll up, make sure we're not skipping anybody because it did one of those jumps. There's Nad jumping in. Appreciate you, my does friend. It does feel like Christmas Eve, yep. It does. Indeed. It's a giddy, exciting, warm and fuzzy, and anticipatory feeling. Uh, David jumping in. $5 super. Thank, Thank you, David. You, David. Good to see you. If you're on uh, Twitter, reach out. Draft. Isaiah Simmons, the Panthers want to trade back. What's the, I think the Panthers are seven hmm. off the top of my head. I've seen a lot of really good prospects mocked to the Panthers. That would surprise me if they want to trade back. But then again, they're more than one blue chip player away from turning the ship right. around. So they might be in that mode, Zach, of stockpiling picks. I, a lot of these these scenarios where Simmons falls to, the, to number 10 or so or near the Broncos range is presupposing another team doesn't trade up into the top 10 for Simmons. If he gets to nine, Chad, I'm willing to pick up the phone, but I, I just don't see it happening tomorrow night. JL jumping in with a $5 super. Thank you, Thank JL. You. Reach out if you're on Twitter. Why not CD Lamb over Ruggs? Zach, what's your selling point for Ruggs over Lamb? I mean, it's all subjective. I love CeeDee Lamb as well. It's just who you like. It's who passes your own eye test. If CeeDee Lamb is Marvin Harrison and Henry Ruggs is Tyree Kill, I want the Tyree Kill clone. I want the speed in this offense. You can teach him to do more than just that, but you cannot teach speed to CeeDee Lamb. It's just my preference. But again, I'm not going to complain tomorrow if the Broncos end up with any of these big three wide receivers. We just all have our preferences. Damian jumps in. $10 $10 super. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, Damien. One of our true super, uh, super chat superstars. He says, still not sold on these receivers, especially when there are some gems to be had to protect Locke and get a linebacker that's good in coverage. And there are some options, and you don't have to get them in the first round. Um, Patrick Queen is probably the my favorite linebacker at the top of the class. But then as you start getting into day two, there are some legit options that do just that for you, Damian, from Logan Wilson at Wyoming to Davion Taylor at CU. He's a little bit raw, so he's going to need some development. But uh, Troy Dye at Oregon. You guys go to milehighhuddle.com after this podcast and read the Finding Broncos breakdown on Troy Dye. I would love to see that dude playing with Vic Fangio in this scheme. 
you know, he's kind of a just or a Justin Isaiah Simmons light Zach, where he can play a linebacker or he can be that third safety, you know, and be basically a big defensive back. So there are some options, but Damian, as you know, I'm a, I'm more inclined to agree with you. Uh, I like taking a non wide receiver, non quarterback blue chip player at uh, pick 15. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that Broncos need inside linebacker help. I'm just not taking Kenneth Murray at 15. I'm not taking Patrick Queen at 15. If I trade down to the 20s, I'm not taking an inside linebacker. There's Logan Wilson in the middle rounds, ADG in the middle rounds. You can get a starting caliber guy in the third. You're not going to get a Jerry Judy type talent, though, in the third round. That's the difference for me. That's why it has to be wide receiver if they can, no matter what, tomorrow night. All right, guys, we got to start winding it down. Christy jumping in, $2 super. Appreciate you. One last call for who the first will be, guys. Who? What is she talking about? What am I missing? Who's the first? First pick, I guess. First, if it's the first pick, it's going to be Joe Burrow. I think that's a almost a virtual lock, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't see them going to a – that would just be a stunner. So I, I do think it's Burrow as well. If we're missing the point of what you're saying, though, just – well, I'll, I'll check back for another comment from you, Christy. I am Supreme 22 jumping in $2 super. Thank you. Appreciate you. Let's go Broncos draft. 2020 is ours. That's the right mindset. First draft. I can remember Chad, where the Broncos are operating with a franchise quarterback, a young franchise quarterback in the John Elway era that I've covered personally. And I'm just excited to see there are one draft class away from becoming a, a contender for a long time. And if Elway nails this, they're going to be a very good football team starting in 2020. Dylan, people look at it as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, when they should look at it as a wide receiver one, wide receiver one. I don't know what you're replying to specifically with Nick, but Dylan is one of our superstars and a big-time member of the community. I wanted to grab this comment. That's what you're looking to bring into this equation, Zach, whether it's a Ruggs, Lamb, or Judy. You're pairing a one with a one, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah, titles don't matter. If you have Henry Ruggs on the outside and Cortland Sutton on the outside, that's two wide receiver ones. You can move them around and you can you can scheme up different plays for them, but that's two bona fide wide receiver ones. It would just be best case scenario. Robbie, uh, the Bulls update is that Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated reported earlier this week that the he thinks uh, Bulls is on his way out. What does that mean? We've analyzed it. It sounds like he's being... Breer is trying to say, I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, that these trade talks of the Broncos moving up, that Bulls is potentially going to be used as a bargaining chip in those trade talks. Neither one of Zach or myself view that as a feasible, yeah. realistic room. Let's grab a couple more here, and then we'll get out of here for tonight, guys. We got to get going. Dirty clean. Dirty clean. Nice. $10 super. Appreciate Thank you. you. I hope Denver is aggressive with their draft capital. Get some quality players. We're all in this year. Yep, this is the chance to complete that rebuild. Put the finishing touches on it, Zach. Don't trade for the sake of trading, but you have enough capital and the confidence now and the needs to make moves that you need to make to win, and that's why I support it. Be aggressive. Don't be passive this year. Brian says, jumping in with the $2 super. Appreciate it, Brian. Rugs, wide receiver. Hope this helps. (laughs) You trying to help Elway? No, but we get what you're saying. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. It does help. Um, Black Knight says, if Simmons and Okuda are both there at 10 and Denver trades up to 10, who do you pick? Simmons. I'm taking Simmons there too. I mean, Okuda's position is more of a premium position in terms of roster building blocks, so I could probably be swung that direction, but just the impulse is Simmons. 
you're getting three players in Simmons chat as opposed to one, maybe two in Okuda. So that's the that's the deal breaker for me. No question. Fair, fair point. All right, last two here, guys, and then we got to get going. Brandon Reagan jumping in. Wow, thank you, Brandon. Twenty-five dollars super. That that's means amazing. a lot, man. It's awesome. He says Justin Jefferson at fifteen. Give me a true center at pick forty-six. So, Zach, how would you feel if it were Jefferson at fifteen? and a Ruiz or a Cushenberry at 46. I am perfectly fine with that, Chad. If the big three wide receivers are off the board, if Tristan Wirfs is off the board and Jefferson's the pick at 15, my preference is to get Cushenberry or Ruiz in the second round. They emerge with a top four wide receiver and a top two center in the first two rounds. They win the draft as far as I'm concerned. JP, $2 super. Appreciate you. Thank you, JP. And, uh, looks like you're a fellow drummer like myself. Simmons in the first, Mims in the second. They can't resist. I just don't think Simmons is going to be there for, for the Denver Broncos. Mims in the second probably won't be there either for what it's worth. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Dale jumping in. Good to see you. Better late than never, my friend. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a gas. We're ready for the draft, too. And uh, we'll be streaming tomorrow night, so hopefully you join us the usual time. Pretend like it's just another Huddle Up podcast day. We're going to be on basically right before 6 Mountain Time, 8 Eastern. I'm not sure what time that is, Hawaii. But uh, just the usual time that we go live, It's a, you won't miss us. All right, last one here from Bri. Uh, appreciate you, Brian. He says, you, honestly, Juwan James worries me far more than Garrett Bowles. Do you concur, Zach? Um, I guess Garrett Bowles doesn't have the injury concerns as Juwan James, so he has that. He hasn't beat there. And uh, in terms of talent, they're both talented tackles when they're consistent, but neither is truly consistent. They each have their conflicting issues. I happen to think, though, all things being equal, Garrett Bowles has bigger upside than Juwan James. So I tend to agree with that comment. Here's what I'll say, though. Even you know, you know how I feel, Broncos country, about coincidences. I, I'm not a big believer in them. The Broncos' biggest offensive output game was on the road against the Houston Texans with Drew Locke who started that first half with all those points at right tackle it was Juwan James so injury concern that's the biggest deal with James if he's healthy and on the field undoubtedly he's probably a top five right tackle top 10 even at worst right tackle in this league so Bowles I don't think we can quite say that yet and uh, of course Terry jumping in with uh, a very appropriate Maybe not family-friendly, but I'll let you guys watching do the math on that. Damien, last as we're heading out the door, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Damien. He says, if Carolina wants to trade, do you go for it? Depends on the cost. Depends on what they're willing to take. But, yes, I would definitely explore that as a possibility because that would guarantee you almost the, almost the pick of the litter. You're not getting Okuda probably. You're, pro- you're still probably not getting Simmons, although there's a chance that one of those two be in there at seven. Probably still missing Wurfs because I'm hearing against all odds, the Chargers aren't going to take a quarterback at six. It could end up being an offensive tackle. Stupid, stupid. You got to get one of those quarterbacks if you're the Chargers. That If they want to take a couple third rounders and a late round pick, fine. I'm not giving up a second and two thirds. I'm not selling the farm to move up to seven. If they want to be open to a trade and pick up some capital, fine. But I'm not going to go overboard for the sake of moving up. Buona Beast reminding everybody, keep the conversation going. When this podcast ends, the conversation does not have to end. Head over to milehighhuddle.com. We're hanging out there literally 24 hours a day. The only time we're not on milehighhuddle.com is when we're podcasting. So keep the conversation going. Go over there. Participate in the community. Share stories that you find interesting. Share memes. Comment on articles. That's how we keep this thing going. And Juana Beast, uh, we really appreciate you, man. And 
Might have to put Bona on payroll here very, very soon. Such <laughs> an outgoing stud. Dylan, we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Um, Black Knight, that should be on a shirt. I know TGS has one. Yeah, that's you guys saw me pimp that shirt one time, right? The shirt that Terry just showed the emojis. I have that. I've got it off Brandon's store. So, yes, they do have one of those blank horse blank lock shirts. Let me put it that way. Um, all right, guys, got to get out of here for tonight. As Zach says here, smash the like button. We really appreciate it if you do. It's just a simple thing, and it can go a long way towards helping out the channel and the, the pages. King Hicks, everybody have a good night. Stay safe. Great content as usual. Thank you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. MHH family, Broncos world, you know it. All right, Zach. So tomorrow we'll be back for the live stream, usual time, but it'll be a little bit earlier. So we'll probably end up going live about 545 Mountain, 745 Eastern. And then I think Eric is planning on, not I think, Eric's planning on uh, doing a live stream, kind of making himself available to your last second 11th hour draft questions, but it's at a different time. It'll be around noon tomorrow mountain time. So 2 PM Eastern. If you guys are available, even if you're at work or whatever, you can tune into that message in your questions and Eric will try and get him, uh, get them. I think he's going to do like a full first round mock. He's going to pick the entire first round the way he sees it unfolding. So look forward to that. It'll be at noon mountain, 2 PM Eastern. And Zach, the next time you and I speak, it's it's draft day, baby. Oh, man, I'm so happy, Chad. What we've been through this offseason and around the world and that condition that will go unnamed, I'm just so happy there's a football event going on. Hopefully, you know, the Broncos, no fax machine errors, no technical Zoom glitches tomorrow night, but I'm excited. And, uh, guys, say a Hail Mary if you believe in that for wide receiver, big three wide receiver. That's all I'm going to say. Make sure you're following the main channel, at Mile High Huddle. And while you're at it, the podcast account, at Huddle Up Pod. And if you get some time, uh, check out the, the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Easy to find. Go check that out. But uh, that'll do it for today, you guys. We'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night to live stream the 2020 NFL Draft for Zach. I'm Chad. We'll talk to you guys then. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.